welcome to Dream Life Best Fit Role with me, Nikki Smith. I'm a psychologist and a career and business coach. I believe everybody can love their work and I help people to use their natural strengths to transform their work life and love their job. These podcast episodes shine a light on individuals who have created their dream life best fit role or business. I focus on how they've played to their natural strengths, those activities that energize and inspire them, and how they've conducted mini experiments to take the fear out of change and generate momentum. I'm so excited to share today's call with Kate Reardon. Kate is one of my favorite people on this planet. We started off as neighbours, became friends, and then she also became a client when she wanted to navigate a career change. So welcome, Kate. So happy to have you here. Very excited to be here. Fantastic. On this program, we talk about our strengths and the many experiments we take to create clarity in our life and create momentum. So let's dive in. When you were looking for your next career, what was life like? Oh, it was dreadful. I had just was sort of returning to the workforce after having had my two children. And originally I'd returned, I was an HR manager in a large organization. And then I'd started, I did a little bit of HR consulting, but quickly realized that that wasn't lighting me up and, and it wasn't something that I wanted to do. But then I found myself in this place, I was like a little mouse on one of those wheels. And my thought process was I really need to work. I really want to work. I can't stay at home full time anymore, but I, I don't want to go back to HR. I'm not qualified to do anything else. I don't know what else I could do, but I really want to work, but I don't want to go back to HR, but I don't know what I can do. And, and it, I was in this space for about, I reckon, 12 months, and it's just the worst place to be because you, I couldn't see any way out of it. I couldn't think what my options were. And that, that was when I sort of started working with you, and that's where I was at. And it was um, and it was really horrible, and I was depressed. I really thought that there was no options for me, and, and I couldn't see a way out. So that was sort of my starting point. It was pretty bleak. Ouch. it's always hard for me to hear it in a a snapshot like that um yeah so that was tough and it's interesting isn't it because you're a bright woman and yet you were seriously stuck I was and and it's it's amazing how it impacts your self-confidence it impacts your not your like self-knowledge on on your capabilities you start to doubt everything and anything and you know I mean like I came from a fairly senior role a pretty powerful position before kids and then afterwards I was sort of a shell of my former self and even when I thought uh, and I realized that I was in this bad place but just couldn't get myself out of it on my own and I remember thinking I need to just get a job I need to do something and a few people had sort of suggested just get out there and do something but I couldn't even sort of press send on 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 sending my resume for a really basic admin job I was in such a bad place and just really felt like I had no value to add and and just had no self-confidence so it was was really horrible and it was only when I started working with you and 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 ended up getting a job in an admin role that I that I started to get sort of some of that self-confidence back and then with the work that we were doing I think that really helped me see a path started to see the the path out of where I was at well described what do you think was holding you back from pressing send even to admin roles and I know that doing that administration role actually gave you a lot so I'm wondering if you can share that with the listeners as well 
I think what was stopping me pressing send was fear, lack of self-confidence and fear of failure, you know, no self-belief that I had any value and could do anything. And, and I think it was just being out of the workforce for a while and, and just sort of I think the, the psychological place I was in was making me sort of really self-doubt. And I think the admin job really reminded me that I did have value and that my brain was an asset and and I think just by sort of doing and and getting myself out of the house and and starting to use my skills you know was the key to me starting to real to to remember who I was before I'd been on maternity leave I love that and it's so true and actually I remember you saying about this role that it felt like meditation to you so it sounds like it was almost a balm for you being in a positive environment doing tasks that you could tackle quite easily and getting into the routine of actually leaving the house feeling valued and then going home I think that's right and I think one of the biggest challenges when you return to work with kids is is even just setting setting up your schedule so that it works because this job required I worked late one day a week so it required that I had someone pick the kids up from school um, and bring them home and feed them because I wasn't going to be home till six o'clock. And I think being okay with letting go of having to be there every pickup and every drop off. I mean, it was only part time, so it was only a couple of days a week. But I think I was really lucky that it was only a part time job because I could just slowly set myself up and put the routines in place and, and give my husband a little bit more responsibility and, and just let go. You know, I think that psychologically there's so much guilt around being a mum and that I should be there and, and being okay with letting go. And realizing that it was okay for my family and that it was actually really important for them that I started to have a life outside my family and um, and my family responsibility it really made a difference and it's interesting you you've said a couple of times it was only part-time but I think transitioning from motherhood to a part-time role is really significant well I mean motherhood as everyone who's done it knows is a pretty full-time job and even when your kids are at school the day goes so fast um, and there is so much to sort of get done Um, in terms of you know keeping the household running and keeping everything ticking over and getting all the jobs done so you know to carve out that time for work you know was was a mini challenge in itself. What were some of the mini experiments that you adopted to figure out what was next for you? Well I think in in doing your program I started to highlight what my strengths were and I call them like superpowers so what naturally comes to me that I didn't even realize because I think when it is your own superpower you just assume that everyone else's brain works the same way and it's only when you start talking to other people that you realize that that's not the case and and that what you have is your own personal superpower around a specific strength for me finding working that out about myself was really powerful starting to I guess use that in different ways to work out what does that look like in terms of a job or a business and so some of the experiments that I did I did some can I cut you off just for a second so let's start with your strengths can you share with the listeners a bit about your strengths sure so um the strengths that came out of the strengths test that i did was empathy responsibility strategic like i'm really good at strategic stuff and big picture stuff and that i have a real sense of connected like i feel that i'm connected with everyone else i don't sort of feel like i'm a standalone entity which has probably got a lot to do with my meditation um and then developer so i'm really good at sort of i think developing other people and and being really clear about what they need 
The other thing that I also learned throughout the process, which sort of runs across all those areas, is is process. Is that I'm really um, I love everything to do with process. So sort of identifying, breaking things down into steps, and identifying what the next step is, and where people are, and where they need to be, and the best place to sort of get them there. So that was sort of what I what I what came out of my session on strengths and my sort of personal development work. And they are awesome strengths. And I think the fun thing about strengths is that, as you said, when we go through life, we actually take for granted the things that we are naturally good at. Um, but it turns out our strengths are our superpowers and the combination is unique. So the combination that each of us has is unique and that helps us to realize, ah, oh, they're important. Not everyone has them and I can really use them more in my everyday work. Absolutely. And I think the other thing that was really interesting for me throughout the process was what what do I care about? I think there was sort of, you know, sort of the discussion around that. And, and, um, and that, I think the answer to that question really drove my, some of my mini experiments. It was using my strengths, but also saying, what do I care about? And I know one of the, the things that came out of it was I really care about helping people. So then my question became, well, how do I help people in a way that is using my strengths and maybe my love of process? And um, and it was sort of from there that my mini experiments came. Yeah, absolutely. And a person who's, you know, really equally balanced on people and process is rare in my experience. So in my years of recruiting and assessing and developing people, it was rare that I would see both these strengths in someone. So can you recall some of the experiments you adopted? Um, Yeah, so sure, I can give you a couple of examples of uh, the mini experiments that I took. The first one was around coaching one-on-one. Um, I was given an opportunity to meet with someone that was looking for some career coaching and and some other stuff and uh, I was also given a bit of training around what the process could look like and how the session could follow and it was something that was really interesting to me so I thought this is going to be great and I'm sure it's going to lead to a career and I did my first session and I hated it. I just walked away going that is not me, that's not what I want to be doing which which really surprised me because I thought that would be a great profession for me so um, it was awesome that I had the opportunity and and that I tried it but also it was great to be able to sort of cross it off my list. Absolutely and that's one of the beautiful things about experiments we get an automatic feedback loop don't we and something can look fantastic on paper and in our minds but until we actually do it we don't really know if we'll like it or not and um and I was surprised too that that wasn't a good fit, but it was fantastic to cross something else off the list. Correct. And one of the other things that I did was um, I did some co- like a different type of coaching and this is actually over the internet, but it was I had written um, a bit of a course around productivity and balance, so helping people get really clear on um, what they need to do to get the most out of their their week and to set themselves up to really achieve and and um, and but also to have a focus on balance. So it was it wasn't just about work work work, but it was about getting really clear about what was important to you and kind of meshing the two. And I was given an opportunity, and so I created sort of like a four part coaching program that I was going to sort of sell and do one on one coaching through that. And again. 
I had a couple of clients in that and I had some amazing feedback and they were like, yep, this is great. But again, I was like, this is a little, it just didn't sit right with me. It was like this, I'm, I'm loving the information and I'm loving helping people in this area, but not in this format and not just around this topic. So it was kind of like, it was a yes, some of it's right, but some of it's not right. So I again, pulled back from that. Um, and it's only recently that I've kind of pulled all that information out again and I've actually turned it into um, an, a sort of an ebook and also one session thing that I now use with my clients in my, in my current business. Um, so the, the information's been really valuable, but I, but I now present it in a different way and it's part of a much bigger program rather than it just being a standalone program. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like throughout the experiments, you, the criteria became clearer and you were able to tick and cross that off with each experiment and fine tune what was really going to energize you and um, feel like you're on purpose and enjoying yourself. Correct. And, and the number one thing about mini experiments is the feedback that you get. It's not just about how you feel when you're doing it. But if you treat it as a mini experiment, A, you get, um, you get confidence because you're like, it's just an experiment. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be something that I'm going to commit to for the rest of my life. It's just something that I'm going to trial with this person now. And then you get amazing feedback from that person that you either go, the feedback's either, either really positive and you've got some value to add and this is great or the feedback's lukewarm where it's like, yeah, it's okay, but... Um, you know, you can just sort of feel that it's not hitting the spot and it's not helping people in a way that I wanted to help people. So it's not just about, you know, so the mini experiment's not just about how you feel, but it's also about how the people around you that you're impacting, how they feel and are you meeting your sort of target audience or are you getting the outcomes that you were hoping to get? So um, it's a really lovely way of, of, of testing your theories and testing, you know, new ideas. Fantastic. I remember early on when we looked at your strengths, um, particularly the responsibility one was holding you back from taking action. And I recall you saying something like, I take my commitments so seriously and I feel so responsible for creating something great for someone else that it's actually stopping me from taking action. And one of the reasons I wanted to showcase you today is that we met up recently and you told me about four or five experiments that are going on and even more exciting than that is that they're it's part of a business so the, you still you're having client interaction and creating a business but you actually purposely see them still as experiments which I thought yeah. was really exciting <laughs> Thanks. yeah no that's true I do and I think um I think for some people, like I think some people are really lucky and they have got a really clear business idea or a job that they want to go and do and it's just a matter of building it and making it happen. I unfortunately have got a concept and an idea of what I love doing and what makes me happy and what I'm good at, um, but I'm still not sure what that's ultimately going to look like in terms of a business. I am operating in my business and I have clients which pay me and it's all around business strategy and process and next steps. But I don't know what that's going to look like in, in 18 months' time to, to, you know, to five years' time. So all I can do is just kind of put one foot in front of the other, 
and have this kind of mode of operation around mini experiments. So I um, put myself out there to clients and so when I sort of, when people say, what do you do? I say, I um, work with small business around helping them with business process and next steps. And then if they say, oh, we need your help, then I sort of follow that conversation to see where it leads and then kind of bring that mini experiment back and sort of say, okay, so what does that look like in the bigger picture and what am I trying to build? And then I start to build structure around my business very much based on experimenting sort of with everyone that I come in contact with. And that's, well, that's what I've been doing to date. And now I'm starting to see some clarity around there are certain pillars that every small business needs in order to be able to grow and develop. And, and so it's only through the experiments that I've really gained the knowledge um, to be able to do what I do. And, and there's other areas that I, that I could apply my skills that I think, well, I'm going to trial those two and I'm going to do a mini experiment and I can see a way that I can sort of say to a friend of a friend, you know, and some of my mini experiments are very um, just a one-on-one, let me help you. I don't know, money changes hands because it's, you know, it's valuable for them. It's valuable for me to test my theories and to test my knowledge and um, and so it's sort of a win-win for everyone and I walk away going, did I, did I get something out of that? Am I on to something Am I not, you know, so, it, yeah, it, it's absolutely the way that I seem to be building everything and, and it's um, and it's a really non-pressure way because you just kind of go with it and see what happens and take it from there. Did that take practice, just going with it, or did that come easily? Um, I think it's a leap of faith and I think every time you do it and it works out, you get more confident that it's a great way to move forward. But like the first experiment that I ever did was that one that I hated, that I hated, that it really shot my confidence. And I think it kind of closed me down a little bit until I got up the confidence to try again. Um, And I always get a little bit nervous that first time you're sort of testing a concept or you're meeting with someone for a first time and you're not really sure that you know what they're, what, what their problem is and whether you can help them. And, and I think, you know, as I always say, fear is good. It means you're on the right path and it means that you're in the right place. Um, but I think, you know, originally it's, it's only when you get the wings on the board that, that you start to get more and more confident that this is a way forward. And, and I think, you know, Brené Brown sums it up, you know, that sort of putting yourself out there and being vulnerable is, um, is the only way sort of is the only way forward and you are going to fall and you are going to fail and you are going to make a mistake and that's okay because it's through that process that you learn um, you learn about yourself and you learn about what works and what doesn't work and and so like it's it's a it's a, a process and a journey of not being afraid to fail but actually seeing failure as part of the process and part of the way of learning which is what which is right where I am now in the thick of it and you know yeah and I wholeheartedly agree what I love hearing from you is that um actually that hearing about that first experiment I think we often hear from very established business owners or people in the workforce who might recall a a mistake or a failure but it doesn't feel as tangible whereas um, you're talking about that you might be for example 10 12 experiments on and that first one was really tough Um, so when we face something with uncertainty yeah our brains are wired to throw fear at us and um, can you remember what helped you to to take the next one on I think if you surround yourself with people 
that won't let you fail, you know, that won't that want you to succeed. It it really gives you the courage to just say, I'm just I'm just gonna try again. And so whether that's like a coach, um, like with like you, Nikki, and what you do, or whether it's a partner or a friend or you know, like a group um, of people that get together or whether you work at a co-working space that people are interested in what you do. I think I really think that that's what helps is just sort of having people um, that can sort of say, you know, you can do it, like, you know, and just sort of having the confidence and just to sort of pick yourself up, dust yourself off and, and understand very much that that is the process, that, um, that, that unfortunately that is the process and you just need to keep going. Yeah, beautifully said. And also you can take a little break. You know, I think when that happens, you don't have to take your next mini experiment that week or the next week. You can take a break and and, um, lick your wounds or lick the hurt or the disappointment um, before you move on. Absolutely. And and, and I'll tell you a a, a true story is that, you know, after some of my failures, I've thought to myself, well, this isn't for me, so I think I need to go and get a job. And I've actually gone down doing my resume, talking to people about getting jobs and thinking, you know, I'm, this, I'm not cut out for this and um, and it's only, you know, and, and through that process of being really clear about what I want to get a job in, I've ended up getting more clients who, you know, then have sent me back onto my process of building my own business and I think it's, um, you know, and it can shut you down. It, it shut me down for six months at times, you know, It's um, but as I get better at failure, it shuts me down you know, as you said, for a week or two rather than six months or, or sending you off to get a new job. So it's, um, you just get better at it. I think you get better at failing. You, you look at it from a different perspective and you just sort of say, well, that didn't work and, and that's okay, you know. Yeah. No, I love that honesty because I, I don't think we hear this enough, you know, it that you're saying that something shut you down for six months and really it's about that positive environment that helps you to keep going and as you experience more and more you know you can see it and I think I, I think we'd be similar as in we start to see it as a part of the process there's still that emotional hit um, but it's absolutely past the process and we trust it more because we've recovered from and we know that there's some gold around the corner by trying our next one absolutely and I think the more mini experiments you do that's exactly right you start to have some wins and some successes and I know now when I fail or when I don't hit the nail on the head or I don't walk away from a a consultation just feeling like that that was awesome two things tend to happen one I one I remember um, the ones that were and so I think you know I'm on the right track I've just got to keep trying and two often they come back and say that was awesome so you know I don't I sort of I don't have to just you know judge keep my own judgment on this I can I can you know the more people you start to do experiments with the more feedback you get which is great perfect so if if we're going to give both sides of the coin can you think of um um, at a consultation or an experiment where you just felt like you're on fire like it was a party I can recall one example I think you did a two-hour workshop with a two-person business or something where you rang me afterwards and you were on such a high so do you want to describe what some of the elements were of that experiment or something like that? Sure, yeah, there's, there's been a few actually, which has been great. And I think, you know, as I said before, the more experiments you do, the, the clearer you get on what your process is. And so it's less sort of pitching in the dark and more about, well, this is kind of seems to be, seems to be the general gist of this kind of problem-solving discussion. 
Um, yeah, so there was. I've been working with these amazing social entrepreneurs who are building this, this fabulous business. And, and as with most people that are building their own business, they're not they're really great at what their core business is about, which is running sort of personal development workshops and and things like that. But but when it comes to actually setting up your own business and the nuts and bolts of it and working out what your next steps are and, and having staff and learning to delegate and job descriptions and all that stuff, it gets um it gets really scary and so that's why I love my job because I'm like, well, I can help with all that. Um, so this one particular workshop that I ran, uh, it was about brain dumping everything in their brain into onto a whiteboard and, and helping them just get some clarity around what, what was in their brain and then sort of I rearrange it in a way that then they can take it away and, and implement it and, and make it an, you make it an easy an easy thing to implement and at the end of it you know they were just like wow you know they just felt lighter like they just felt like all this weight had been taken off their shoulders because they were really clear about uh, what it looked like and I sort of grouped it into projects and I gave them some clarity around what they needed to do and how they could you know we, we problem solved some areas around what projects they could do to to bring in some more resources and you know it was really it was an amazing experience and I just sort of walked away going wow maybe I can do this maybe I want to something <laughs> yeah so that's that's the sweet spot isn't it you you had fun and they feel lighter and clearer and and probably happier as well more positive yeah and if you go back to what we were saying at the beginning you know my strengths around empathy like I really understand where they're at um, and and responsibility like really delivering and helping people it's you know and process it's all just process stuff it uh, it's kind of ticked the box on all my strengths and, and things that matter to me and we're coming out in my work but it's a journey it was a journey for me to get to that point you know and it was a, and a lot of it is like people often say to me how do you get your clients like where do they come from and I'm like I just you know when people say what do you do I very clearly you know I have a really clear pitch around what I do and and then I give an example of how that may affect them or impact them and what they're doing whether it be in their job or in their business or even in their home life and and then people can really connect with that and so many people say wow I really need that and I'm and I just say well if you ever want to have a chat about it or even need any help I'm more than happy to help and then or I follow up and I say look you mentioned that you need it and um and I just want you know here's my details if you ever you know you ever want to have a coffee and that's as far as I do I don't do any more than that yeah so I think I'm sure this gives a lot of people out there faith that you can organically grow a business so when you're clear with your pitch which you know covers things like your why you know and your strengths and you're talking about some success stories or some benefits from um, partnering up with you then wow people get it yeah and isn't it amazing when you're really clear the universe responds and people just say yes you know what and I heard that all the time before I really had any clients and I was just like I just didn't believe it I was just like yeah 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 but the re- it's true it actually happens um the universe reflects like it was when I was going to get my uh last job when I decided I couldn't do what I was doing and so I became really clear about what my skills were so I could go and get a job and you know I could apply for jobs and see recruiters and so I became so clear and it was it was only with that clarity that then I started, you know, when I'd have coffee with people or talk to people, that that was where that's where my clients started to come from. And I was, you know, and that was the universe looking after me. And I was like, wow, it really does work. People have been saying it, but it actually works. 
I guess the frustrating thing is it takes some time to get to that clarity. I, I agree. It's a, it's a hard slog and it, took, it was about a year for me, a year for me of will I, won't I, is this working, isn't it working, uh, can I do this, is this the right path, is that the right path, everyone knows more than I do, who do I think I am, you know, these, and one of the things that I'm really passionate about is the stories that we tell ourselves. And it's these, and they're not true, they're just stories. Um, but everyone has a story or two, and it's the same stories. My story is that um, what do I know? Why would anyone ask me for help? There are people out there that are so much better at this than I am. Who do I think I am? I don't know anything. I'm better off going to get a job. That's my story that I tell myself. And when I first started telling myself, it would shut me down for six months. And then I would go into depression because I was like, well, I have to do something and I don't want to do HR and be back to that story that I was saying at the beginning. And then it would shut me down for like six weeks and then two weeks. And now I hear it and I'm like, that's just a story that I tell myself and it's not true. I have got value to add. I do know stuff and the people that I help um, are helped by me because it's me and it's my message and it's how I do it that helps them rather than other people that they're not in contact with. And, and so now I've learned to, to really control that story and, and I just sort of watch it sort of sail past and I don't allow it to impact on me. And I was talking to a friend about it and she her story was I'm, I'm disorganized, I'm never going to get stuff organized, you know, I'm never going to grow my business because I just don't, I'm just not productive enough and I'm not organized enough and she's realized that she looks back at all the stuff that she's created and done and this amazing body of work and she's realized that that's just a story that she tells herself and it's actually not true. So a fantastic way to counter that is, yeah, by telling yourself, looking at the evidence, looking at your strengths, looking at things that people have told you about what you do might be clients or might be friends and then when you get to more of a zen master stage like Kate you can actually watch that story or those thoughts float by and actually not attach much meaning to it and that's why the mini experiments are so important because they provide you with the evidence that refutes the story beautifully said Kate (laughs) so we've touched a lot on strengths with our weaknesses now we know through personal development we actually want to do as as few of the tasks that drain our energy or that weaken us so can you identify something that you're not naturally good at or drains you and have you found a way either to avoid it at all costs or to partner up with someone who actually that's their strength i'm sort of going through that process now i do know that I hate everything to do with marketing, website development, writing blogs, all that kind of stuff. Like I I understand that the way that businesses run today is that it's a pretty pivotal part of um, developing your message and developing your brand. But I also know that um, it is the worst use of my time. And it's not that I can't do it because I could do it. And I, I'm, I'm tech savvy enough to be able to work it all out, but I just don't want to. I, and it just drains me and I procrastinate on it. And so I made a decision late last year that um, in developing my website that I was just going to pay someone to do it. And even though it was going to be more expensive than if I was to do it myself, I was just going to pay because um, it's just not it, it's just not a place where I should be placing my energy and time. 
such a good discovery. I can't wait to keep asking guests this on this show because I really want to influence the world that actually we can liberate ourselves from the things that, not everything, but most things that drain us, um, we can do something else with them. And I think too, one of the other things which even sort of takes it a step further, I've realised is that with my business consulting is that you can touch on a whole range of topics. And I've realized that some topics come up that I'm like, don't even want to help with that. Like, so now I've said, who can, who, and I bring people in now and I say, you know what, this isn't my area of expertise, but I know this amazing person that can help you with this. I'm starting to partner up with people or send people to, to people that I know and trust when it comes to specific issues because I've decided and I'm working out and again it's through many experiments and it's not finalised but I'm starting to really narrow down the area that I want to be helping people with within their businesses and then just pulling these experts or other people in as a situation arises and that's again just getting rid of the things that I don't want to do in my areas of weakness I just don't I don't have the knowledge in that area I don't have the passion in that area and so I'm starting to just say I don't even want to offer a service in that area even though it potentially could you know make more money for me or uh, increase my brand I just don't want to do it. Congratulations. And the other beautiful spin-off from that too is that when you do partner up with other people to provide a service and you you know, you know build a bit of trust over time and make sure they're the right people, but that's another way to organically grow your business because you'll refer to each other. It's brilliant. Fantastic, Kate. We're coming to the end of the interview today and I always invite my guest to set a listener challenge. Do you right. have one for the listeners today? I do. I've got a great one. And this was the most powerful thing that I learned in my personal development year last year. And that is to really understand the story that we tell ourselves that shuts us down or that slows us down. Because once you get really clear on what that story is, you can hear it when it happens and then you have power over it to, to then recognize that it's a story and that and that you're not going to let it impact you on your journey and whether that's journey to get a new job or to find a new career or to build a business or, you know, to build a new hobby or whatever it might be. So I think the easiest way to do it, and it's a hard thing to do, like it's a hard challenge, is to recognize the thoughts that are going through your head that are negative, that keep coming up on a regular basis, that make you feel bad, um, and maybe write them down or journal them, and then you might start to see a bit of a pattern or recognize that the same thing keeps coming up, and just observe yourself, and or when you have fear or anxiety, when you feel it in your chest, Explore that and say, what am I afraid of? What What's my anxiety about? And there'll be a story behind that around my anxiety is that I'm not going to know the answer or no one's going to like my artwork. It has enormous power to shut you down and that's why if you can recognize what it is, you have control over it and you can stop it shutting you down. That's what I'd love your listeners to do because it's the most powerful thing that I have learned and it's made all the difference for me in the last 12 months. Brilliant. Thank you, Kate. And let us know um, what you come up with, what story you unfold. And you can reach out to myself at Nikki Smith Coach on Facebook. And also I want to encourage the listeners to connect with you. How can they find out more about you, Kate? Oh, thanks, Nikki. The best is to, I'm still, as we've heard, developing my website. So I think if you just want to email me direct at kate at krbusinessconsulting.com.au and you can email me direct and I'm happy to answer any questions or have a chat and, you know, it can be a tough journey and I really am so open and happy to help with anyone. 
as we've heard Kate's zone of genius is really getting everything out of your head and putting it into a process or into an organized form that you can implement with more ease and I can personally recommend Kate because a coaching client of mine turned around and said can I coach people with your program can I help people navigate a career change and I said absolutely I'd be overjoyed to help you do that and the sticking point was to write a manual about my program it truly felt nearly impossible and one of those coffee dates I had with Kate she found that out and she said well actually I can help you with that and Kate was instrumental in terms of getting the knowledge out of my head and putting it into a form where I could actually complete the manual and I can tell you if it wasn't for someone like Kate with a beautiful process people mind that project actually would not have got off the ground so uh, I can highly recommend Kate get in touch with her via her email address Um, can you give it to us one more time Kate at krbusinessconsulting.com.au Fantastic. Thanks so much for your time today, Kate. Thanks, Nikki. I've loved catching up. It's nice to reminisce and remind myself how far I've come. Absolutely. You're in full flow momentum. It's awesome to see. Have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Two things I'd like to mention. Firstly, if you're keen to boost your happiness at work, then head on over to www.nikkismith.net.au, which is N-I-K-K-I-S-M-I-T-H.net.au and sign up for your starter kit. I share tips in there that are easy to implement and are pure gold. Secondly, if you crave a new work role and have no idea what to do or lots of ideas but don't know where to start, then head on over and check out the 7-Step Career Change online program. This is an awesome system I use to help people create their dream life best fit role, which is a role that matches their strengths, interests and lifestyle needs. It will move you from feeling fed up, unsure and unconfident to clear, inspired and motivated in six weeks. Plus, if you want to hear more stories like this one, please subscribe and spread the word. Till next time.